Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. You're here with your co-host, Stephanie Richardson, who has just landed from Venice, literally, back in Asia, and Heather Smith, who is... Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, I was going to introduce where you were. Who? I was like, who's journeying around on the West Coast of the United States? Yes, I am. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show where your wrongness is really a strongness and happiness is just a choice. Thanks so much for uh, joining us. Yeah. I've missed you guys. I have been, we've had yeah. a bunch of pre-recorded shows because I have been on the road and Heather's been super busy. So um, it's such a gift to come back home and be on air with you guys, even though we're taping for tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. Next week we'll be live, I promise. No, I don't (laughs) promise. Yeah, I was like, maybe. So so what do we have in the topic today? Oh, my God, you have to remind me what we were just talking about. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I I thought it would be really fun if we had a chat about um, being you just as you are right now. Like, what if you were okay, like, what if you were, like, truly, actually okay with who you are right now, just as you are, with no need to change anything, and the ability to change anything? Yeah, and that's the thing, like, so many people, whenever I talk about that, they think it has to be one thing or the other, like, either I can like me how I am. Or I cannot like me how I am and like and change everything and then I'll be happy with who I am. <laughs> That's usually what people have as a point of view. And I know I've had that point of view. Um uh, I so think I <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know Yeah, if you had asked me a couple of weeks ago if I had that had the point of view that I needed to change in order to like me, I would definitely said that that was not my point of view. And then mm-hmm. part of the way through the three weeks of travel, I I was in the middle of changing something. Like part of being in as many classes as I'm in, in addition to facilitating, yeah. is that a, that you really are in a, like in my life, everything changes all the time. Uh-huh. And so it, even that sort of becomes a habit or an expectation or an or a requirement somehow. Yeah. And all of a sudden what I realized is that I had somewhere along the I I slipped a little bit into the need for change. And uh, so that was a really interesting moment when all of a sudden I um I was changing some stuff that was really big and sort of fundamental and so I had shifted a bunch of that and um, this all sounds a little vague I'll see if I can get more specific (laughs) but Uh I had changed a bunch of stuff and 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 the facilitator said um, oh you're being such a good girl and it hit me in that (laughs) moment that I was doing change because it was the right thing to do in that moment not because, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like I was pursuing change. I had done all the change because that's what I desired. But then in that particular moment, that single moment in which the other facilitator said, oh, you're being yes. such a good girl, it, I actually had felt like I had gotten stuck in an old pattern. But and then And so I had asked a question about it. And in the moment that I asked the question about it, I realized that I I was like, but I thought I had changed. I thought that I was doing good, right? Like I thought I was doing good. Yeah. Changed, 
And yeah. that, when I caught that, and when he said, you're being such a good girl, I was like, <laughs> oh, dang it. In this moment, I slipped into that idea that the right thing to do was to change. The good thing to do was to change. And that's not that's not the same thing as being like, you know what? Cool, I can change. Cool, I can just be who I am right now. Cool, you know, that's that's really yeah. having all choice available to you and not needing anything to be different, which is actually where change is totally possible. When you don't need or require anything, infinite total change is actually possible in that moment. If you need to change, you're actually locking in the thing that you say that you want to want to change. Right, you're locking in the limitation yep. and the the point of view of being less than mm-hmm. and all sorts of different things. <laughs> Those are the top two probably though, a lot of the time. Yeah. So, wow. So, um, and there's some practice. Uh, we could talk about this in really practical ways too because like I do yeah. get that the way I was talking about that was a little la-ti-da, but some of the stuff I was changing was a little bit la-ti-da. Like, <laughs> Some right. of what well, I was changing I mean, was where I'm not connected. Like there, there are some ways that I'm really not connected and really not. I, it's like, I don't even believe in those words. So it's hard for me to describe what, what it is, but it, well, there, there's the difference between like, there's a few different things that I think a lot of us, all of us really get caught up in, which is the need to change so feeling like there's something wrong with us or something bad or limited or a problem or an insufficiency that so we need to change that, like, you know, it's like overcoming what's messed up or wrong with us, right? And then um, then there's also the, like, striving to be greater. And that's, like, the positive side of the same thing, though. It's like oh, the point yeah. of view of not being good enough as you are. So, well, both you know, of them have... Yeah, both of those things, that's a, that's a great point. Both of those things have behind them that there is a right way to be. Yeah, and that there is something wrong with you, as you are. <laughs> yeah, there's a right way to be, and whatever it is, it's not what you're doing or being right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, uh, Good yeah. Job. Good job, everybody. Good yeah. job. Yeah, very thorough. <laughs> Either way you go, you're still wrong. Good job. (laughs) Well, so I'd like to just, like, explore a little bit more, you know, what is a fundamental different way to function and a different way to look at ourselves, Um, you know, because, like, if we aren't looking at ourselves from what we aren't or what's wrong with us or what the problem is, like so often we think we require that as a motivation to change or we believe it is a motivation to change and backed up by it being right and good to change those things that we think are wrong and bad. Yeah. But a totally different paradigm and way to look at it is like truly, truly, what if there is nothing wrong with you as you are right now? Like, really? (laughs) I had a really funny – so one of the biggest changes on this trip and one of the biggest sort of ahas that I've had, um, and I think it occurred at the Benevolent Capitalism class, Steve Bowman is – Steve and Chutissa Bowman are – they're brilliant. (laughs) And Gary and Dane, uh, Gary Douglas and Dane here are also brilliant, and the four of them were facilitating this amazing class. And in it, you know, afterwards, uh, they didn't say these words, but afterwards I had such a clear a clear understanding that, like, why are we looking at ourselves anyway? Like, that is a really weird thing to do. <laughs> like, yeah. we have choices to make, and we can make choices in any moment. Like, there's really no reason to look at and define and identify yourself in any way, shape, or form. There really is the choice that you can make right now. And what is that choice you would like to make right now? That's what creates the life you'd like to have, not the definition of who you are or not what you got right today or what you think you got wrong today. All of those, every bit of it is a separation and a definition of you. 
What if we stopped yeah. separating and ident- from and identifying ourselves and started just choosing for us? It would be amazing yeah. the, the amount of things that would just change on their own if we really stopped trying to make lit all these weird lists about who we are and who we aren't and what we've done and what we haven't done and really just start looking at what we'd like to create, which is very different than deciding who you are and then deciding from who you are what you can create. Yeah. <laughs> that well said. <laughs> Yeah, that is a very different way to function. It's like I, I was um, I was talking with someone the other day, and, and they kept referring to the past, and they kept referring to the past as though that created what they can and cannot choose. Um, and they used it as their justification for what they will and will not choose. Ooh, wait, uh, that <laughs> Yeah. So it wasn't that they couldn't choose something different. It's that they flat out refused to choose something different. And, again, they used their past as a justification for that. Wow. <laughs> it's like, wow, how's that working for you? <laughs> that keeps well, how was it working place? for them? Oh, well, it kept everything in place totally the same and solid and unchangeable. Except it really the only thing that wasn't changing was their choice. Oh, and, wow. Wait, will you say more about that? Because that's really brilliant. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we, oh, man, there's, like, if we're truly are an infinite being, like, the basis of access consciousness is that we are actually infinite beings, even if we're not functioning as one all the time and, like, refusing to know that. Really, underneath it all, we're an infinite being. As an infinite being, we have choice, always. We have infinite choice in every moment with no reason, with no justification, and with no basis in anything. It's it's just something that we can choose. (laughs) We can choose choice. And so having... uh, no basis for a choice is is that thing of of actually functioning from infinite choice, where it's not based on what's right or wrong. It's instead uh, chosen from what the choice will create, which, I mean, that's hugely that's, different way to choose. And it actually includes the future, which most choices don't actually include the future. Right, because most people are choosing based on the past and either trying to create a different outcome, but based on the projection of what the past will become in the future, um, or like out of resistance and reaction again to the past (laughs) for what they. So we'll either we'll either yeah we'll either maintain the past, try and get back to the past, or fight the past with tooth and nail. (laughs) Those are the three choices most people function from. Yeah, whereas as an infinite being, the past is totally irrelevant. It ha- it it was it's already gone. <laughs> like it's not it's not what you have available right now. Like what you have available right now is infinite. Well, as an and, infinite being you are. And the uh, the amazing thing is that whenever you choose, okay, so if you if I say my like because my family did this. My choices are now this. You you literally have altered the future that you can create solely to what can happen within those parameters of I can only choose what's related to my family's past. Even if it's doing better than them, like you're still doing it in relationship to that. If it's doing only as good as, then you've limited your choices to what will create that. Whereas if you begin looking at the future you'd like to create and choosing whatever will lead there, you're no longer the effect of your past. And and the cool thing about that is that all of a sudden your life changes. Like literally you look at the future yeah. you'd like to create, start choosing towards that, and next thing you know you look and you're different. You're different because you've no longer limited you to who you can be based on the past that you've had because you've chosen a different future. 
So that's allowing your present choices and the future you'd like to create to actually reshape who you are to be the person who can have that, which is, it's, it's such, like, I'm starting to see, we talk a lot about nonlinearity. Well, we don't talk a lot yeah. about it. We talk sometimes <laughs> about it. Um, and a lot of people look, that, look at that as a theory or something that's um, esoteric. Or there's something that you only only look at in um, in physics, right? But but yeah. the thing that I'm starting to see. So you're writing a couple of books right now. Uh, you've already yeah. written one book, and you started writing uh, a few more that are in the series. And yeah. today you and I had a very short text chat. Is that okay for me to talk about? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so um, you and I had um, a talk about it just in a couple of short texts back and forth but what I started to get so she's writing books two three and four is that right are there more of them now than less? there's more than that but pretty much that's what I'm I'm yeah pretty much okay <laughs> so she's writing two three and four and getting snippets of the other books to come and yeah. and, <laughs> and what I got she was saying that two was mostly mostly done but the and the other books were actually talking more to her. And what I said was, you know, hey, well, are the other books giving you information about what's in book number two? So we're looking at the future. So she's writing the future and asking questions about the future and creating the future. And now all of a sudden the future she's asking about, which, you know, writing books is actually asking. You're asking for the information that's in the books and you're receiving yeah. information um, or you're creating it, however you want to look at it. But she's asking for the information, getting the information. And I asked, you know, are those books giving you information that it, that actually will show you more about what's in book two? And that was one of the first times that I really got how nonlinearity works and that it's not this woo-woo thing that we actually can use it all the time. So I was talking about it in, yeah. you know, looking at the future you'd like to create and allowing that to actually alter you and alter, continue to alter the future you can create. But it shows up in other ways, too, like writing books and getting information. You know, you, if you allow yourself to write more than one book at a time, each book can inform other books. So you think that you're writing one thing, and really all of a sudden you start getting information that belongs in a different place. And this is what can start to happen if you don't have to pass. Um, look, it's coming around back in a circle. Yeah. This is what can happen if you do not require everything to stem from the past. Yeah, and, all and, the, and you make choices in the moment. All of a sudden your life becomes yeah. this really generative tangle of time where all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I thought that I was doing this for this time and actually this was for the future and this was for the thing that was supposed to be before it and this and everything happens out of order, but it's really generative. Well, and it all contributes in these magical ways that unlock greater and greater and greater possibilities. So right. it's like it, 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 add, it feeds the possibilities that we all have available to us um, as we ask for what we'd like to create and as we ask for what we'd like to be and have and do and um, for what we'd like to have show up in our life. So it, you start to see the magical ways that the whole entire universe is contributing to what you're asking for showing up in ways that you can imagine. Like, I mean, it, I mean, just in like the story line of my book, like I can't, I couldn't work out in my head, like how a conversation three books later is giving me the inspiration and information for the, the event that's happening in the second book. Like, that's, <laughs> like you know, how do you explain that or describe that or map that out? You know? Well, I There's always no thought... Yeah. yeah, one of the one of the ways that this kind of has showed up in, or shown up, not showed up. Good, good <laughs> lord! If you go to another, if you, when I go to another, when I go to a place where they speak a different language for a long enough time, my English gets a little weird momentarily. <laughs> I'm like translating. I'm translating energy into another language and then into English. Um, and sometimes my translation's off. 
So, <laughs> so one of the things that I was looking at is, oh, I think I may have lost it in all that, in all that talk. <laughs> Dang, it was so fun too. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, Maybe it'll so, come back. Right. So the thing is, I think with the the point of this conversation is when you're like okay with who you are now and not making yourself wrong and not having to make yourself right and just being who you are and okay with who you are and even maybe better than okay, maybe really liking who you are, <laughs> um, there's there's like a relaxation that occurs and a receiving that opens up that actually allows you to notice when what you're asking for is showing up, even if it comes from some weird direction that you could never imagine. Like I just recalled what I was going to say. Awesome. Go. I was thinking about how in some, there have been in the past, there were these conversations that used to happen and, or, or at least they've been written as if they happened. I'm not sure what, what's actually true. But when I looked at conversations that happen in, um, where the women are really, really clever in times of old, um, uh-huh. when, you know, courtesans and that sort of thing, where there was this really witty repartee where you weren't allowed to say anything directly, but you could say anything you wanted indirectly. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was all these things that required a lot of information all at one time for you to actually say the thing without saying the thing while implying a thing while, you know, there were just there were so many layers to the conversation. Um, uh-huh. part, they didn't have TV to entertain themselves. So conversation <laughs> was an art. Um, right. Now, now that we have texting through conversation as an art. But, yeah. <laughs> I was, but I was always so charmed by that, but always had this sense that I didn't have the the brain for it. I, like I'm, I'm smart, uh-huh. but I didn't know if I had the and, – and this is one of the things that I find fascinating about choosing in the moment, being totally cool with who you are right now, and the non – like all of this stuff that stems out of the same – sort of out of the same thing of – being okay with who you are, making choices in the moment, and allowing all the choices that you're making and all the information that you're receiving to contribute. What I found is there there are these like these conversations that are sort of um, head the head of the snake eating the tail of the snake. So the whole conversation mm-hmm. comes back around to itself, no matter where the conversation has gone. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I admired so much. In, in the writings of those times about the conversations that women would have. And what I've discovered is those conversations and that way of living, because it's also a way of living that everything that you, yeah. you know, all, no matter where you go, finding that it actually contributes to where you're going, right? Like it looks like yeah. you went off the path, but it turns out that going off the path was exactly the thing that brings you to the path. Um, that that, that is actually something that happens without thinking that you are far more brilliant than your thinking would lead you to think you are (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so true (laughs) well and I I say that fits right in with like you're not nearly as messed up as you think you are you know like the the whole thing of just the idea that we're somehow inherently wrong or messed up or, you know, absolutely right and have to be right as we are or how we were or what we did or have to be right in the future, all that kind of stuff is like, you know. Or that being right is even valuable. Like what's actually, yeah. what's actually <laughs> valuable about being right? Good question. <laughs> for that. I don't know. You'll you'll be in the judgment club. <laughs> you'll be a member of the judgment club. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. That's a fun club to hang out in. <laughs> yeah. But you have the, the richness though of you yeah, just being present as you are and and what would you like to choose? It's just a completely different paradigm than you know, choosing from the past and choosing through judgment to create. And it's like, it's so magical and rich and 
uh, God, so much more is possible. It's like so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to define you first. You just start yeah. choosing. Turns out life can be awesome really fast. <laughs> like really fast. Like so, right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I have another example of this that maybe will give um like something substantial. <laughs> um so uh so recently I've been uh changing how I eat and and also changing points of view about my body. And um I've lost quite a bit of weight, like uh maybe thirty five pounds or something. And that was and, a skinny bitch now. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, so it was really, it's been a very different space, though, that I've been choosing it from. That is, it, you know, before I was like, you know, judging my body, judging myself for the weight that I had, while at the same time not doing anything about it and not changing it. <laughs> So, mm. I did that for a really long time, and then and I you would like, choose that for what reason? <laughs> yes. I don't know that I have a good reason for that choice. It's just what I was choosing. <laughs> so. I actually can say that I I was choosing something similar and have made very different choices recently. Which I've actually almost the whole team, like the Susie, was exercising yeah. the other day. Like I was out running oh. during this. I ran during almost the whole um, whole trip, and uh-huh. usually these trips are big, sitting on my butt fests. And right. um, yeah, so Susie yeah. was Susie was moving. I was moving. Other people were moving. It's been it's been really cool oh. watching. So whatever, there's something changing. <laughs> yeah, we're getting fit. We're getting yeah. fit and sexy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so to do that though, like in the past. I would have been like, mm, I guess, using judgment to like make myself go to the gym and work out really hard and um, well, will you from sports? Yeah, will you talk a little yeah. bit about that? Because, and do you mind yeah. going a little over the thirty thirty minutes? Going over the what? Thirty minutes, because we've got like two and a half minutes yeah. before our thirty minutes are up. Oh yeah, we'll go over. <laughs> okay, because cool. this yeah. is actually really yeah. cool conversation yeah so um so before I would do it from really the point of view of the conversation we've been having today about like what's wrong with me you know that I haven't been exercising enough and I've been eating all the wrong foods and blah 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 like the litany of what's wrong with me that I did this and have been doing this and uh and the wrongness of the fat on my body right mm-hmm. <laughs> so so you know, that's, we're all familiar with that route, right? But, um, and it's, it's like we we can change our bodies from that. Like you can push your way through it and force I your do body into say fitness. That, yeah, I do <laughs> want to say that we're very supported in that point of view, that that is a very popular point of view, and people will say that you're yeah. very right for choosing that point of view. Oh, good job. You finally realized that you're eating shit. Like the, the judgment of the yeah. food itself even right like oh yeah yeah i'm gonna judge butter and i'm gonna judge fat and i'm gonna judge sugar and i'm gonna get and the planet's like well you know what well this is a plant and this was an animal and you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you don't have to be so mean about it they're pretty cool things She's so mean about it. Oh my god! I'm gonna use that line. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it's so true, though. I mean, we just like judge the crap out of the choices that we've been making and what we've been doing that got it. You know, for me, I've been judging myself for the choices I've been making to get myself to a lot of pounds overweight. <laughs> so, and and even the point of view of overweight, like that. Yeah, it really. That too, like I actually got to the point of it was more about, okay, I don't, my body doesn't feel that good. <laughs> like this is a lot of weight that I'm carrying around. It's not that easy going upstairs and doing all sorts of different things. Like I'd like to have more energy. I'd like to feel good in my body. 
Um, I'd like to feel good in my clothes. Total non sequitur. I am still so confused about why it's not easier to lose weight when you're heavy because you are carrying around extra weight. Like, that's really confusing to me. (laughs) That is confusing. I was thinking about that the other day. (laughs) I should be stronger. I've been carrying around all this weight. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, so the, the change that I made though is to, first of all, stop making myself wrong for what I had been choosing in the past. Like, just stop. Just drop that thing. <laughs> just set it down outside the door. I can pick it up later <laughs> if I'd like. But to really just drop the judgment of what I have been eating or not eating or drinking or not drinking or how I've been moving my body or not been moving my body. And just be like, hey, body, hi. How's it going? What's up? Wow. <laughs> what would you like today? You know, body, what would you like today? What yeah. would like make like make you happy, make you feel good, and um, so uh, so I started listening to my body in a way that I haven't in a long time, and, or maybe ever really. <laughs> now that I think about it, um, <laughs> and and really asking my body what it would like, and uh, everything from you know how much food, when it would like food, and you know, there's a great book um, that was co-authored by uh, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, and Daniel Carter um, called Right Body for You. And uh, it really has a lot of the things that I use. Um, I didn't read the book recently, but I'm very familiar with the contents of it. And I started to practice it, which was that thing of truly listening to my body and honoring what it would like. And you know, it can take practice and trial and error a little bit. You know, I didn't get it perfect all the time. I still don't get it perfect all the time. Um, but it's a practice, like it's a daily practice for me now to ask my body what it would like and to listen as best I can and to choose those things and follow what my body is letting me know, you know, works for it. Well, wait, and, can I ask um, you a question about Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, what's actually valuable about that? What's actually valuable about listening yeah. to your body? Because a lot well, of people would yeah. say that, like, listening, like, well, but sugar tastes good, and that's listening to their body. So, yeah. So, so one thing that I've learned over the years is that, first of all, my body never lies to me. Like, my body is it speaks with energy, and it never lies to me about what is going on with it and what it likes and doesn't like. So for example, with food, like have you ever eaten and you ate just the right amount, you feel fantastic, it tasted so good, you can't believe how good the meal was and you're totally satisfied and you leave feeling great, right? And then there's other times where you're eating something and it tastes great and you reach a point where it's doesn't taste quite as good, but you're you were so excited about it, and it was tasting so good that you keep eating more than you know you'd really like, or you know that your body would really like, and you eat oh my until God. you feel ill. Because how many times even how many times even do you say I don't want any more, but it tastes so good? Like literally, there's that moment, and it usually yeah. people say it out loud at the table. I don't yeah. want any more. But I'm gonna but it keep tastes, eating. <laughs> yeah, because it tastes so good. Right, exactly. So instead of overriding my body, which was like, I'm so full, I don't want another bite. Instead of overriding it with it tastes so good, I'm gonna have it anyway. I started listening, and I started to stop eating. You know, at that point or before that point, um, and that was that's been key. I mean, that's been one of the biggest things of all. And sometimes, you know, it means I have three bites of something. Sometimes Uh it means I have uh, a whole plate of something or a bowl or whatever. Uh, You know, it's not a set amount of what that is. And that's another um, key. I was about to say, say that again. Yeah. 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 That's another key aspect of listening to my body is that our, you know, our bodies are like the wind in the sense of our, all the molecules in our body are constantly moving and changing, 
So literally our body is not the same five seconds to five seconds later. Like there's different chemistry, there's different energy, there's like so much movement. So the idea that we would want to eat exactly the same thing and exactly the same amounts at the same time in the same order or anything the same is really kind of insane when you look at it that way. <laughs> right? um, so I, I stopped. You know, every time I had the point of view about what I should eat or shouldn't eat and how much, I would let it go and ask my body, you know, body, would you like more? Would you like less? Would you like this to smell this? Or would you actually like to taste it and eat it and swallow it? <laughs> like, body, what would you like? So just like dropping all those definitions and decisions and judgments about what's right and what's wrong and simply ask my body and follow based on what makes it feel better. It was like, that's the recipe folks. <laughs> that's wow. the recipe I've used. And yeah, it is different. It's very, very different. I've noticed, I noticed on this trip, how many points of view other people have about food. There's something yeah. that you can actually get away with in the United States, weirdly enough, even though people have tons of points of view about food. When I was in uh-huh. some of the other countries I was in, there are lots of, like here, people sort of expect you to be unhealthy. Like I feel like there's something about being in the United States, maybe not California, but like in a lot of the United States, people sort of expect you to be unhealthy. So there's, there's, I don't know, the Yeah, eating weird is like, I have a special diet I have to take for my health. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you have all sorts of, yeah, but in some other countries, there's a much more unified idea about what healthy is and Uh what you would eat if you're being healthy. Now, the benefit of being in some of those countries is they have some amazing food that you can have, like one of my breakfasts had, it was basically like this plate of hummus covered uh-huh. in olive oil with some, what was it on top? There were these like really cool, like there were these, anyway, there was some cool stuff that was on top of it that both tasted really good and had a lot of just life to it. And yeah. there's not a lot of stuff in the United States that has a lot of life to it. So it was really cool to have food that had life. Yeah. But then when they would come around, but there was, but then there was like the plate of that and then you were supposed to have yogurt too and then you were supposed to have bread but like healthy bread but then you were supposed to also have juice and then you were supposed to have Uh. there was like the breakfast you were supposed to have was Uh weirdly I was like how do these people have felt bodies which just goes to your point of view creates your reality because to them you're like no 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 to have a healthy you know to help have a healthy skinny body you eat all this stuff and I was like I don't eat a quarter of that stuff ever like in a whole day right (laughs) Um, right but one of the things that I've noticed as you're talking about, you know, being willing to ask a question and sometimes you only eat three bites, one of the things you may want to have in your arsenal is actually some excuses, but some excuses yeah. that other people believe, not the ones that you read, not what's true, yeah. not, oh, I've been asking my body what it wants to eat, not that. Yeah. yeah. I actually just ate breakfast at my mother-in-law's house, but I don't want to offend anybody at this table, right? Like, just whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you can make up that people believe in, you know, like, I didn't know I was coming to breakfast, so I ate breakfast before I came, but the food here is so good, I had to at least have a couple bites, (laughs) right? Like, whatever, (laughs) whatever that is. Yeah. Lie, lie. Yes. Yes, make your life easier, lie, tell people what they want to hear, <laughs> do whatever works for you. Yeah, that is actually one of the most challenging parts of it, really, is other people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, and being You're only going to gonna eat those two bites? Yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> You're going to be hungry later. Yeah, right. <laughs> now that I'm an adult, I'll eat later. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
yeah, it's really, um, yeah, that is one of the more challenging parts is, is coming up with either excuses or reasons or being willing to either be what other people think is rude or offensive <laughs> and just do whatever works for me. Um, Wait, what route have you gone? All of the above or have you taken a specific? Oh, yeah. No, all of the above. Total lies <laughs> <laughs> to, to just excuses uh, or telling them what they want to hear. Like, whatever. Yeah, I've been willing to say anything. To What's your favorite lie so what far? I would like. Or most um, What's your most entertaining you know, lie? Well, so really, far? the one that you said I already ate or the, or the other way. I'm, just, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I, I'm about to go to another thing that I'm going to be eating. Oh, <laughs> that's a really good one. Yeah, so either direction works. Those have actually been two of my favorite things, for sure. Mm. Um, and then I did do, like, uh, yeah, that I was I made up that I had this super restricted diet for allergy testing. <laughs> that one worked really good. You know, so I have to, I can't eat all this stuff because I'm doing allergy testing, so... That lasted for almost a month. I could milk that one. <laughs> That's good. Oh, my gosh. Bringing uh, a scale to the table, and you're like, I actually can only have three ounces of food at a time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> There's really small scales, too, that you can do. <laughs> that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yep, whip it out of your purse. <laughs> you really need a justification and aren't willing to like super lie like just lie because you can't lie that's when you like need to make it look real yeah right Right. so yeah I mean it's like I mean I look at it like this okay it's like no one really cares what I'm doing right they just like when I'm with them they're eating so they want me to be eating right it's a social thing and social graces and all that crap so, I'm so, really attached to that whenever we hang out, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> You're so I'm going to need you to eat full entire meals just because they're in front of you when we hang out next. Right. Clean your plate, young <laughs> lady. Yeah. Like, have you licked your plate clean? <laughs> right. So, so really it comes down to, you know, it's my body and it's my life. So am I going to choose what works for me or am I going to live by what other people desire of me, require of me, expect of me, or just would like me to do because they're doing. (laughs) I feel uncomfortable and have to unbutton my pants. I think you should feel uncomfortable and have to unbutton your pants too. Yeah. (laughs) Personally. I mean, that's one thing I've done actually at Thanksgiving for years, that lie, is like. Unbuttoned your pants in advance? Yeah. And you yeah. said, I can't unbutton <laughs> yeah. another button without being a fiend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut out. Yeah. Well, for years, I eat way less at Thanksgiving than, than I'm supposed to or anyone else. But, and, um, you know, I might even totally load up my plate and just, like, not eat it all or whatever. You know, because people do that, but it's like their third or fourth or fifth plate <laughs> that they're leaving unfinished. Oh, just, yeah. Like, sneak it in there. <laughs> oh, I have another one. one. I have another tool that somebody actually, this was another one that I haven't used this one yet, but somebody else uh-huh. was talking about this one. They were like, oh, after that? you're done with your three bites and you really are just like, no, that's all I wanted. What you uh-huh. do is you actually get the bite on your fork and you uh-huh. get it right to your mouth. Uh-huh. And then you go, oh, so what did ever happen with your mom's surgery? Like whatever the whatever the topic <laughs> right. is. So you like get, get the it. food right to your mouth, and then and then you go and then ask them a question about themselves and put it down and sort of like you know scrape it off and then like gather a new bite. Because as long as you're asking them about them and having a fork near your mouth, they feel like you've been involved in the eating and the conversing. That's awesome. <laughs> that one was, I, I really do like that one. Yeah. Oh my God. So what did happen with that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, again, whatever it takes to be happy with you and 
because you're the one who goes home with you. You're the one who's living with your body. <laughs> so, oh, my God. What would you really like to choose? <laughs> and what works for you? And, and, you know, are you willing to have it no matter what? <laughs> and I got to the point where, yeah, no matter what, I'm willing to have that. So That's awesome. That's, <laughs> that, that's it what is I've kind of funny. Doing. Yeah, because there was a moment where all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Normally, I take action on the things that I'm like, that I look at and I go, wow, that's not really working. And I realized there was like an entire area of my life, or a couple of, actually, like a few entire areas of my life where I was like, wait, I use the tools with everything. What's happening? What's happening right now with this area? What happened? Like, I literally, yeah. and my body was one of them, where all of a sudden I looked down and I was like, well, first of all, I know that I'm, whenever I ask questions, what my body was doing, what, and I say was, because a lot of stuff has shifted, but like, yeah. what, I recognize that what my body was doing was giving me a lot of awareness of the people around me. Uh, and yeah. so my body shape was changing a lot with yeah. the people that were around me. So I... And one of the ways I noticed that is whenever I would go home to my old house, I would basically look like I had sort of just had a baby. And then I would go out of town and I would look like whoever was around where I was was in that city. And so I was oh, like, wow. that was a really great way to get a lot more awareness about what was happening with my body. It was like I'd go home, I have cellulite, my stomach is really sort of strange and like it looks a lot like what the people are talking about their tummies looking like, except for I haven't had a baby. So like I don't know why mine has to be doing this. Um right, like right. there's a lot of stuff going on that I was like, This is really weird. Like this doesn't look like my body. I don't even know why I'm shaped like this right now. And then I would go to another place and I'd be shaped a different way. And I know some people may be listening, especially if you haven't ever heard us before, and be like, Your body can't do that. Well, my body from the beginning of a day to the end of a day can look entirely different. My clothes can fit entirely different. Um Yeah. I'm a little bit of a body shape shifter. So from one moment to another moment, my body may be doing one thing or another thing. I may gain 10 pounds over the course of the day or lose, you know, 15 overnight. Like it's really, and not related to how much I go to the bathroom, right? Like not like I do it an overnight <laughs> diuretic. Yes. Right, like we're not talking about that. We're just talking about literally, like just changing shape, changing size, changing lumpiness, changing height, like all sorts of yeah. bizarre things. Um, and those things can happen with your body. You can use that to your advantage. Absolutely. I, I may or may not have been using it to my advantage. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, not yeah, that's a big part of listening to our body too. It's like our body is because of so much awareness of the people around us and if we're not like getting acknowledging that or getting that that like, oh yeah, body thanks thanks for letting me know uh, Barbara next door is having a baby, right? Yeah, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> I was all sorts of baffled. I've been all sorts of baffled that some people actually stay the si same size throughout the course of a day or over the course of a month or over the course of a year. <laughs> like, to me, I'm like, oh, my God, you can actually buy clothes in one size, and that makes sense for you because you were always the same size. Like, I can't figure out what size to wear for the day because, like, I'm going to change sizes, like, 18 times over the course of the day. I'm so excited for a moment where I actually am like, oh, I have a body instead of, like, I'm just using my body to survey all the bodies around me. Yeah, that would be different. Yeah, that would be very different. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Imagine a world in which you could just change your body at will, and instead I'm I'm offering it up as like I can't help it. Right now my body is a different size every ten minutes, and people are like, "Wait, that can't be true." And I'm like, I "Just ask a few of my friends." They're like, "Wait, what are you going to look like in ten minutes?" <laughs> yeah, we could probably.
probably do a whole other show about safe kissing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, I'm, I'm feeling like we should maybe wrap it up or I think that's a great idea. Talk about. <laughs> yeah, now that, yeah, like, now that we've introduced shape shifting as if it's just an obvious reality for everyone when what we really started with was would you be willing to be okay with who you are right now no matter what that is? Um, it was a little bit of a departure. We did turn it turn it into a body show, but you know, nah, what I, I it, that's just great. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever you right now are experiencing for you, like what if you what if you gave yourself the leeway to both be who you are right now as you are, with no need or requirement for you to change. And what if you would allow yourself to change anything that you'd really like to change? And what if those were not opposites? What if that actually is the same? What if that actually is the gift of being with you and and allowing yourself to to really enjoy you as you are now? What if that's the gift of being as you are now that you can change anything with total ease at any moment? Um, and the more that you actually are genuinely grateful for who you are, who you be, and what you're choosing, what if the easier it actually becomes for you to change? Because um, right now, where we where we think that the freedom in change is comes from judgment, but that's actually the thing that locks us locks what we're judging in place. So you know, if you don't believe us, that's fine. But try if if you if something tickles your fancy. What if you give yourself permission to just try it and see what happens? So if you gave yourself permission to both at the same time enjoy yourself more and allow yourself to change, I wonder what would happen for you. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> so we are grateful for you every day that you listen and that you're on the planet at this time. We're so happy to have you with us and we really look forward to next week. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. This is the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look forward to next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. See you next Wednesday, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks. On Block Bye. Talk Radio. Bye. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.